0: NLT version. I just want to try and see if I can take that um, in detail a little bit tonight um, versus the time crunch that I had on Sunday. And so let's start. um, Oh, there is no screen. Oh, okay. But if you have your Bibles with you, which all of us should, we are smartphones. We've been made a set of smart people. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to read from the NLT version. Here is, um, David said, oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. Let me pause there. When David said that, I can bet you David was not looking at his perfect state. Are Are you, please, I want you to follow me tonight. David said, oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. And all of us have read about David. Even David himself knows who David is. But here is David, is trying to take us on a journey of what goes through his mind as an individual. Having experienced the love of God, having encountered one-on-one with this God. Here is David, he said, oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. I mean, hear what he's saying. Let's take a pause and hear this thing. He said, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. How many of us have been lost in thoughts? I mean, David is saying, listen, even when my thoughts are in a dark place, you you know me already. He he said, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything that I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. I mean, can you imagine David saying that? God, you know my personality so much. I mean, if David was someone like me, I can be impetuous at times. You get what I'm saying? So I would jump the gun. I would say something. But David's saying here, yeah, even before I, as this individual, I open my mouth to say it, you already know what it is that I'm about to say. And then he now said, he said, "You go before me and follow me." And you place your hand of blessing on my head. I mean, we're not talking about now in the dispensation of grace where we have Christ as having his abode in us. David is saying, as far as I know, your blessing, you have played your hand of blessing on me. It didn't say, you have touched me with your hand of blessing. Understand? I mean, the phrase, the use of the words there. It says, you have laid your hand of blessing. When somebody lays something on you. It's not a matter of they are removing it. In other words, there is almost a place of rest in that thing. That is saying that you have laid your hands on, or your blessing on me. It says such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too great for me to understand. I want you to pause. That's why I like when you read some, sometimes it says, Sila. take a pause. Don't rush it. Here's David. He's saying, of everything you've done, it's just too much. Because he's looking at his own frailty as a human. And he's looking at the magnificence of this God. And he's saying, if I bring these two together, it somehow doesn't really come to a place of understanding for me. Because you are far too good. And here I am in this place. David is now saying, I can never... I love scriptures, man. David said, I mean, in verse 7, look at what it says. I can never escape from your spirit. Then, then in order for you to understand what it means by I can never escape, escape from your spirit, it now begins to run it through. It says, I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. Now, please understand, David is not saying that if I'm dead, you are there. He's talking about different dimensions of his thought and the experiences of his life. He meant heaven as when I feel good about myself, you are with me. Even when I feel bad about myself in the grave of gravest place, David is saying, I still sense your presence there. And he's now saying, he said, if I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me. David is saying, even if I try to run away, just get away from you. I, I'm beginning to understand that I can't get away from you. You know how many, there's, a, there's an evil uh, adage that uh, Pastor Charles always says that you cannot run and leave your shadow behind or something. Pastor Charles says those things and he just marvels me. I mean, It's almost as if David is saying, I'm looking at my shadow I'm, you know, and I'm trying to run away from my shadow. And the more I run away from my shadow, the more my shadow follows me. That's what David is saying. David is saying, hey, this is, this is the f- way I, I sense God in my life. That the more I try to run, I find that I'm trying to run from myself. Bottom line of it. It now says here, it says, if I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. And darkness and light are the same to you. He says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. And knit me together in my mother's womb. He finished it by saying, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Now, the reason why I wanted to go through this is because I want to bring it to where we are as in the dispensation of grace. Here is David in the Old Testament. I mean all of us know that David kind of got a glimpse of the grace of God. And this guy just dwelt there. He just understood it. And he, he related God based on that. But let's bring it to where we are. Where there's a higher price that has been paid for God's abode in us. Versus in the Old Testament where the Spirit of God just came upon them. And it was just in a matter of God wanted to do something when he wanted to do it. Are you getting me? But here's David that got a glimpse of this thing, realizing, listen, even though it seems as if God comes and he comes and goes, there's something about him that he constantly watches. But now let's look at it in our own dispensation, where we now have the spirit of God on the inside of us. And we cannot take this scripture and bring it to bear in our lives. So that irrespective of where we are, that we understand this union that we have with God. I said on Sunday, you cannot explain the love of God and take away union. Because love by its own nature looks for union. You get me? For those of us, for those that are married, we are going to say, I love my spouse. And because I love my spouse, we sought a union. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, so union and love are like two sides of a coin. You cannot explain one without the other. So, every time you think of love, I want you to always remember is union. Because union, love by its nature, is going to seek union. It is now reading through this that I understood what Macambi said when he first came. He said, Love has to have a place of anchor. That was a word he used. But now I'm understanding it's not just a place of anchor, love by its nature is union. Which is why God now said, for God so loved the world. He now sought a union with the world. So that in this union with the world, he wants to be able for you to see him in the fullness of who he is. And for many of us, people like me and you, the most times when we don't see God is when we have issues. But here is David. David. He said, even when I'm in a dark place, I know you're there. That's why David would cry and say, if you would deliver me, just get me out. But then now, Jesus Christ says, you have something that is greater than what David had. The Holy Spirit. Your comfort. Your help. Your guide. The one that watches over you. See, If we understand the import of this word union with God, I think we will come to a place of understanding that transcends the natural man's understanding and would almost run those around you mad. Because they won't be able to explain you. They won't be able to comprehend the things that are complex, and you are able to solve. Because you are walking in the level of dimension of the grace of God through understanding of the union that you have with God. So that whatever it is that assails you, you are able to transcend that thing. And that every time in the place of dark, people see joy. That is the whole goal of God. When he said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. Even to the ends of the age, he said, I am with you. And that is the thing that God wants us to understand. That if you can understand this union, out of this union, to bring people to come to know me will not be an issue. It will not be a challenge for us at all. But I I know though, that where the rubber meets the road for every one of us, Is when I come to a bump on the road. It would almost seem as if God is far away. And yet God is saying, if you can experience me in that thing. That's why David will say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I would fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. I mean, I said this some time ago. I've always envisaged that God in us is so mighty. That the enemy sits at a table and he dares you to come and eat. And God said, I want you to sit at the end of the table. I want you to sit at the head of the table. And I want you to know that this guy is only calling a bluff. Because there is nothing he can do to you. Sit down and don't be afraid. I mean, that is why in the New Testament, you hear Paul say time after time, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Because that is what plagues man. Easy. And it's the lack of the understanding of the love of God. Because when we understand the love of God, then we understand the union that we have been brought into. I mean, for those that are married, you do know. I mean, being married, there are some problems that come upon you that you realize you are not the one bearing it alone. You are bearing it together with your spouse. I mean, uh, uh, Richard, you were saying the other day when you were here that, you know, some things that a mo does, you get what I'm saying? It it kind of like feels like a relief. I I want you to translate that to God in your life. If on the physical, you can get some sort of comfort from your wife as a result of your union with your wife, then imagine God as a result of your union with God. What then happens? Because he loves you more than more, loves you. And he's the one that has guided you up unto where you are. And he has a perfect ending for you. Which is why at the end of the day, you can hear someone like David say, taste and see. That the Lord is good. It is because he has tasted of the love of God. He has touched this love. This love has become real to him. It is that love that keeps him back. From doing the things that he ordinarily will do as a human. Because he recognizes I am not in this earth alone. What am I saying? At the end of the day. When I understand. That Christ's death is my death. Christ's burial is my burial. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection. It changes the way I see and and relate to things. Because I then realize I am not an orphan on this earth. I am not without comfort. I have comfort on every side. And that's why I want to assure your heart that irrespective of the lies of the enemy, they are only a mirage. And I said on Sunday, a mirage driving in the sun, you would think it's a pool of water. And you're driving it. And that's the mirage that the enemy poses. And it makes it look so big that you say to yourself, I am overwhelmed. You feel like you're swallowed up. But the truth is, even when the times that you rejoice... You know how when you get a promotion, you get a blessing? You are the first person that that comes to the church. You are the one that opens the gate of the church. You are this, you are that. But when there's a challenge, you are the one that strolls to the church. You're just going. Your steps are heavy, man. You don't even know how to carry that steps anymore. It's almost as if the weight of the world is about to kill. It's those times that God is saying, I wish you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because the greater one in you is the one that causes you overcome. So I'm saying here tonight until we come to that consciousness that Christ's death is my death Christ's burial is my burial Christ's resurrection is my resurrection and I have the life of Christ in me until we come to that consciousness second by second minute by minute hour by hour, day after day, week after week month after month year after year, until that consciousness has taken hold of us as individuals. Issues will come and will think they're about to swallow us up. But when that consciousness takes place within us, we are going to become like Paul. And we're going to become like David. You realize I'm seated with Christ. And therefore there is nothing that can unseat me. For the enemy to unseat me, he has to do more than he's able to do. That means he has to go look for Christ. And then he has to get to God. And if those are powerful forces he can't overcome, where the grave could not hold Jesus captive, there is nothing that can hold you captive. That's why Paul, in all of his prayer, I would say that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Why? That you may know the exceeding greatness of his power toward you as a believer. The scripture said you have this treasure in earthen vessel, that the excellency of power will be of God and not of us that's why the bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power available dynamic it says in its working because i have learned to abide john 15 if you abide in me and my words abide in you you would ask anything you would ask anything you will ask anything i read again you will ask anything. You're going to become like the prodigal son. That's why I said, except somebody shows me in scripture that there are some things I can't ask from God. If it, except it's written in black and white or in red. Show me the things that I can't ask for God of God. Because if Jesus would give an analogy of a son, that asked for an inheritance that was not due him. And the father would give it to that son. Then there's nothing I can't ask God. And if Jesus meant anything, he meant anything. Because Jesus does not play with words. He, he means what he says, and he says what he means. And I'm saying to you tonight, if you know the power of your union, you would ask anything, and it shall be done. I mean, when you are Mo, you are feeling goody about yourself, and you know there's some soup that you know if she cooks, it takes her all day to cook. And you say to Mo, Mo, honey, can you just help me cook this thing? You know how she'll get up to do it? Because both of you are feeling gooey about each other at that point in time. Just imagine that union you have with God, please. You see, one of the things I like is I like the natural analogy of stuff. Because if you just keep giving me scriptures and you don't give me some things in the natural, I get lost. And that's why I like that perfect example. I mean, when when you're feeling very good with Perot, and you've done everything that Perot wants, and and you say to Perot, make me bokoto that you like, you know, and all the things that you like. You know how she will get up and go do it? It is the power of the union and the love you enjoy. I want you to know, God is more than that. Amen. There is a power in his love and in his union with you. There is, if Jesus said there is nothing impossible for you, he meant there is nothing impossible for you. It does not mean there is nothing impossible but... That's what I want you to settle with tonight. That's what I want to live with you tonight. Think about it. For For those of us that are married. For those that are single. The ones that are children. Imagine when you've done well. You've done everything mom and dad wants. And you go to mom and dad. I want you to buy me this. And boom. Let's go. You're part of a union. You're part of a family. You're part of love. And if God says... An example of his love for us is an example of a marriage. He knows what he's saying. So I'm saying to you, and I want you to think, every day as you go out, somebody is with you. More than the physical people you see on a daily basis. And he's the one that takes you by the hand and guides you through. And like David, you can say, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Can you give me some 36? And I'm going to close with that. Psalm 36, please. We're going to go into a time of prayer. Oh, is there any questions, please? Any comment? Questions, comment? Questions, comment? None? Uh-oh. Did I get it right? Uh-oh, no questions? No comment? Okay, I'm gonna ask a question. What did I say is the nature of love? Say sis. There we go. Ah, uh-uh. thank you. <laughs> so we're going to pray tonight, and I'm um, going to take it. I don't know why I'm sweating like this. Is it that the AC is not on? It's very cold. Ah, okay, maybe it's me. I am I am hot for Jesus. <laughs> Psalm 36, and um, I'm going to read there from verse 7. Not NLT, just give me NKJV, please. It says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their thrust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. You give them to drink, From the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. And in your light we see light. He says, oh continue your loving kindness to those who know you. And your righteousness to the upright in heart. David started by first of all declaring how precious is the loving kindness of God. He said, it is because of this love that the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Then he now began to say what the love provided. He, he, he went on further than by saying, therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. You give them drink from the river of your pleasures. And with you, Is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. And I want you to take a minute. Just think about what that love of God means to you as an individual. How have you experienced this love? Because if you were given a book to write, would you write it like David wrote it? Would you say, you have given us to drink from the river of your pleasure. I am abundantly satisfied because I have experienced your love. Because you love me, I know I can never go without. Because I know your love, I have experienced it. Your love has translated even to the natural. To where I have had no lack. Lord, I'm saying, let me continue to experience this love on a daily basis. I want you to lift up your voice. And let that be your prayer. Lord, I've been a recipient of your love. I've experienced your goodness in the land of the living. Because you have loved me, oh God, I've placed my trust in you. And because of the trust and love that you have for me, oh God, you have provided for me. Because love is also your union with me. And out of this union, oh God, you're the one that has been the provider. You have brought me into your presence. You have brought me into who you are. I've been built as a house of your presence and you are provided all that this house as needed my God our prayer tonight is that every minute of every day help us to walk conscious of your love for us that irrespective of the things that come at us that we will find our place of refuge in the shadow of your wings we will find our place of refuge in your love. That will understand, oh God, that it is your love that has made all the difference in this world. The word declares, it is not because we first loved you, it is because you first loved us. You have taught us to love. You have shown us what love is. Love is sacrificial. Love is seeing the good in us. Love is believing in us even when we are unbelievable. Love, oh God, is who you are. Father, thank you that Lord, because of this, oh God, Father, Lord, God Almighty, every day is a good day because of you. Because of your love, every day is a bright day. Because of your love, every day is a day I experience your goodness. My God, so that even in the shadow of darkness, Death. Father Lord you are with me. This much I am confident. You love me too much you can never leave me alone. I understand as long as I can see my shadow with me I understand that you are with me oh God. The irrespective of the things that come at me I know it is coming at you. You have been my cushion. You are my shield. No wonder David said you are my shield and my buckler. You are the one that takes the weight of the world. You are the one I received the darts of the enemy, and you're the one that says it cannot touch me because I am wrapped in your love. Because this love is real. No wonder Paul will say that this love is beyond comprehension. Thank you. My family has experienced your love. Everyone around me has experienced your love. We are able to relate to one another because of your love. Father, thank you. It is love that has brought us together as a family. Father, thank you. It is love that defines our family. It is love that opposes our family. It is love almighty that protects our family. Father, we want to bless you tonight. What an awesome God. That even when we were down, help us to know that your love can never be hindered. Thank you. He said, for this is love. Not that we first loved them, but that he first loved us and laid his life down for us. Thank you. For there is no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. Thank you that your death has become our death. Your burial is our burial and this resurrection life is our life. You say when Christ who is our life shall appear. Thank you for the appearance of that life in every aspect of our lives. We give you praise. That in our weakness, you are our strength. Thank you. We bless you. We speak to the remainder of our week. That there will be moments and moments and moments of experiences of your love. Father, may may it burst open like a flower that blossoms. Father, may we know that we are in the banquet hall with you. May we know that the banner that you have over us is love. So we speak to our weak. That everything love provides, it will manifest. Everything that love has given, it will show up for us. That in place of hate, love will speak. And your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' name. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Say with me, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you all on Sunday by his grace.